Pinch Punch is the first of the month, and here in the UK, it happens to be April Fool's Day, but I fool you not. Coming up on this week's show, we take a look at what makes a long-lasting friendship and what's on our bucket lists. And if that wasn't enough, we're going to overload your brains with some juicy facts. As always, I'm Chris, she's Anne-Marie, this is Jibber Jabber. Now, let's get on with the show. Hello, how was your week this week? Well, you know, it's, um, dare I say it, been and gone. <laughs> <laughs> was it a good one? Did anything happen? Was it exciting? And um, did you did you buy anything this week at all? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't exactly buy anything. Okay. As such. Really? Mm. Mm-hmm. You gonna show yeah. us? Well, I might have, unbeknown to me at the time, bidded. Bidded. Mm-hmm. Uh, right. Can I just like full disclaimer? I know exactly what I'm talking about because you video <laughs> you gave, we we had a video uh, call on Friday. Was it Friday? Was it Friday? Was it for yes, it was. Yeah, it was something like that. We had a video call and you called me looking for sympathy, didn't you? That's actually what you called me for. And did you give me the sympathy? I buggery. No, I did not. No, you didn't. Because go on, just tell us. I was quite disappointed. I was really disappointed in you. Tell us. Tell us what you were looking for sympathy for from me, if that makes sense. There was a coffee morning. Mm. And I'd forgotten all about it until I saw a notification on social media. (laughs) So at the last hour, I thought, oh, I'm going to go. I'm going to go to the coffee morning. You had some some free time. You thought you had an afternoon free. Yeah. Morning. Morning. Sorry. Morning. morning. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It was the afternoons when you called me. Yeah. I had the choice between cleaning or going to a coffee morning. And you picked a lovely, relaxing coffee morning. I did. Yeah. I thought, oh, that's lovely. I'd go and be lucky, supportive. Lucky you jibber jabber it away. Ha ha, see what I did there? I know. Just to avoid telling us what <laughs> happened. So at this coffee morning, coffee morning, you've had your coffee, you're having a beautiful time. But what did you do? Well, when I when I walked in, they said, oh, it'll be £3 to come in. Mm. You can buy raffle if you want. And I thought... They said, oh, and there's some cakes here and you just need to guess how much you think they're worth if you were buying them. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> I wrote down how much I thought you'd actually go and pay somebody to go and make cakes. Yeah. <laughs> and they were very full of detail and beautiful. Mm. And so I put my honest opinion, what I would pay for somebody to make cake. And um, <laughs> in your estimation, these beautiful cakes, how much did you think they should have cost? Should should uh, How much do you think they should have cost? What was your guess? 
Well, there was one set of very beautifully decorated <laughs> cupcakes. And I thought they'd be about £65. Mm. Mm-hmm. And the other cake? There was a very lovely sponge cake with three layers. <laughs> you know, beautifully, beautifully iced with jam. Mm. So I put forty-five uh, pounds. Yeah. Down. So out that j- mm. just a little quick, quick math. Hundred and ten pounds. You spent a hundred and ten pounds on cake. No, you... no, no, no. You're just jumping. <laughs> you're jumping the story now. You're jumping the story. <laughs> Well, You've yeah, got to I say did. the story properly. I did, yeah, sorry. No, you jumped. I jumped. You jumped. Sorry, You've ruined, ruined it. it. Oh no, this You've is this is like it. an onion. It just keeps giving, honestly. Like, go on. So you've you've guessed this amount, which is 110 pounds is what you've guessed. Yeah, mm. so we sat there and they drew the raffle, and uh, I didn't win anything from the raffle, and then they announced the winners of these cakes, and I won the two cakes. <laughs> And then they put them in front of me what did it on say? the table. What did it say on the cake when they put them in front of you? Did it say winner? <laughs> no. It said bid. 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 She bid £110 on cake <laughs> and called me looking for sympathy. But this is where it becomes this is where the onion, the layer, the story that keeps on giving. Because at this point, what happened? How many how many chances were you given to back out of this bid? Hang on a minute mm. now. Hang on a minute now. Let me just say, mm. <clears throat> I sat there for a little while looking at the word bid. Yeah, yeah. And it just sudden sort of suddenly dawned on me. The penny. It was a word that I hadn't won anything no. at all. I now had to pay. <laughs> and twice twice you were given the opportunity at two different occasions to back out of this bid what can i say pride 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 seriously got in the way and she and you know you called me looking for sympathy and you you didn't get one iota of sympathy out of me because when I think something's too expensive it really is too expensive (laughs) And yep. then uh, later that day, I went to a supermarket, and uh, as a good friend that I am, I photographed pretty much the the same sort of cake as the three layer chocolate cake, with a very different. It was sponge. It wasn't chocolate. Was it sponge? But it was chocolate sponge, wasn't it? it looked. No. Oh uh, well. The, anyway, listen. The cake that I photographed at a well known supermarket uh, was four pound ninety. So. Uh, that's that. Um, just to sort of, uh, before we move on, very quickly. I think you might have had that wrong. I reckon it was probably £49. Did you have your specs on? Your Jack Duckworth specs? <laughs> oh. That's so harsh. Oh. Right, so for anyone that doesn't know, uh, my glasses broke and I I, haven't, I, I didn't, haven't got any more yet. And um, I really seriously need to get some. But I sell taped them back to get, together like Jack Duckworth. 
Duckworth. That, do you know what? That is such <laughs> oof. Um, it's fine. It's a fine. Little, little blow. Um, but just before we move on, I wanted to say today, my week has been pr- pretty um, pretty fine. I went to see the new Scream film. That was very lovely. Uh, oh, I'm so glad for you. Thank you. Uh, but today, a really <laughs> weird thing happened. I, w- I went to the shop for some milk. Um, and then on the way back, a little old lady said to me, oh, would you like a lift home? And I said, oh, no, it's okay. I just live over there. Uh, but thank you very much. And then I thought, God, she didn't know me from Adam. And he's no good. Uh, no, she didn't know me from Adam. And I just thought, I could have been anybody. I could have gotten in that car and killed her or anything. But more than that, I thought I was sensible enough to know not to tell her where I live. Because just because she was a little old lady, she could have ended up killing me. <laughs> and I think we've all learned something there today. Amory doesn't know the price of cake and little old ladies don't trust them. When life gets a little hard at times, how do you deal with it? So I, for me, I am a head on, let's deal with this. I like to, so I read a book, uh, The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Bleep, an F-U-C-K. Yeah, uh, it's written by a guy. If you haven't read it, honestly, I think it's it's sort of like an anti-self-help book. So if you haven't read it, give it a whirl. It's written by, I want to say Mark, I'm going to double check this one else. Mark Manson? Yeah, Mark Manson wrote it. So it's a, a sort of anti-self-help book. I'm a big fan of Louise Hay, and she um, wrote a book, I Can Heal Your Life, where you write everything in the present tense you can send out cosmic shopping lists uh so for example you you write things as if you already have them so i am in a loving relationship i have a beautiful home i have whatever your dream job is whatever it is you write in the present tense and you do affirmations so things like you know i am beautiful i am loved um all of that kind of stuff and i'm a huge fan of this but i don't think this kind of thing is one size fits all. Now, Mark Manson, he wrote this book and it's almost like an anti-self-help book. And one of the things that he talks about in the book, and I find this really fascinating, is that somebody who genuinely loves themselves does not need to go to the mirror three times a day and say, I love you, I love you, I love you. So I think unless you're believing something, um, it doesn't matter what you tell yourself unless you believe it. But one of the points in his book, and if you haven't read it, do go and read it, uh, is that he says, don't be an ostrich. So if something is crap, identify that it's crap and look how you are going to make that better. Do not bury your head and just ignore the problem. Attack it. And for me, as as difficult as that can be from time to time, that's how I deal with it when things get tough. I will look at what the issue is and I'll step back from it and I will head on deal with it. And that's not always easy, but I'm somebody who tackles it head on. You know what I mean? Whatever the I issue think is. That's, I think that's really good advice as well, yeah. though. What about I? I do think... Go on, sorry, go on. Um, so for me... Mm. I have been reading a book called Why Has Nobody Told Me This Before? Okay. And it's uh, written by Dr. Julie Smith. Right. So I picked this up in Tesco and on the cover it says, Everyday Tools for Life's Ups and Downs. Ooh, I like that. 
And it is exactly that. It just gives you tips on how to deal with things when when life gets um, a little bit rough, Mm. you know. But my biggest my biggest tip, I think, um, you know, when things get a little bit harder, sometimes you need to take a step back and take time for yourself, because if you don't look after yourself, then you can't look after anybody else either. Yeah, no, I completely agree with that. I think sort of self-care, and it is something that people talk about yeah. a lot. And I, But I think as well, for a lot of people, it's, it's again, it's, it's sometimes easier said than done, isn't it? To find that time for yourself, especially when people have really busy lives. So, 100%, yeah. And so much is expected from people in society yeah. in general. It's really difficult. But I I agree with that, though, with what you're saying. It's, it, it's for me, don't get me wrong, it's not how I've always dealt with difficult times. I've dealt with difficult times, no. especially in my 20s, in the most unhealthy, uh, sort of destructive way possible, whether that's self-medicating through alcohol, you know, it, 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 and it, you know, it doesn't work. It doesn't work. No. I no, I I also agree with that. But I think sort of looking at what the and taking a step back, and like that saying, you can't see the wood for the, for the trees. But taking a step back, and um, you know, looking at it and just going right, okay, how can we practically make this, even if not better, just a little bit more improved? So my yeah. top tip would be when things get tough, do not be an ostrich, uh, as it, as Mark says in his book, um. And it looks like you've got a couple of corkers over there with your new book as well. Yeah, it is really good. I haven't read it all yet, so I'm still reading through it. Um, But I'll be honest, it has been very... It's opened my eyes a lot to the way that I deal with things. So I'm going to continue to read on it and I will let you know how I get on with it. And we'll um, we'll post the books that we are talking about on our social media, uh, which you can pop over to Instagram. It's jibberjabber underscore podcast. Um, and you then can also, you, you can buy them. Maybe we should do a book club. <gasps> Maybe we should do a book club. Get in touch if you like the idea of a book club. Because um, I kind of like that idea. Because one of my New Year's resolutions was to uh, read a little bit, read more. So I like the idea of a book club. Do you? I love the oh, idea. I love reading. Yeah, let, maybe we should do that. Yeah, okay. 100%. That's something to think about. Now, did you know if a friendship lasts seven years, psychologists say it will last a lifetime? Do you mean to tell me I'm not getting rid of you? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's it now. It's a done deal. We're locked in. You, uh, you will never get rid of me. Or your Jack Duckworth glasses. Or my Jack Duckworth glasses. <laughs> what, you've got, you've, oh, do you know what? Tonight, oh, let's just, let's, let's dive into the next one. What do you think the key to a long lasting friendship is, Chris? I think it is give and take. So if you think about you and I, we've known each other now 20 plus years. This year is 21 years that we've known each other. And I... Yeah always come back to this that you and I have never had a proper argument we've never no, had we a haven't. full and like you know back in the day I could argue um but that's but never happened with me no and it's because I think with 
us and we and that there was a period of time where we weren't in each other's lives not because anything bad has happened just because that sometimes happens in life but we've never had a proper argument and I think it was always because we gave each other first of all the space there was respect there um and I think we've never made one another be something that we're not not yeah I agree with that and I think as well we've been able to laugh with each other yeah. as well as at each other mm-hmm. and nothing sort of you know with malice or nastiness yeah just that we have such a good relationship that we're able to um have a laugh with each other yeah completely and also as well what I find you know our relationship is, is fascinating in the sense that it sort of defies any sort of idea that boys and girls, you know, or males and females can be friends with each other because we have only ever been friends and it is almost like yeah. you are my family. Yeah. You know what I mean? 100%. Like you are family. But I think along You're like my brother from another mother. Completely. And you are like my sister. Yeah. It is insane. But it was another like <laughs> <laughs> it was uh it was well, yeah, I bloody hope so. There's a lot of explaining to do there, isn't there? Um <laughs> But yeah, I, um, but it was almost like, but it was like that from the very beginning though. Yeah, and it, it was, was very much so. And also as well, like we did have a period of time where we weren't in each other's lives. Mm. Uh, like I said, not, not because we'd fallen out or anything like that, just because life sometimes <laughs> happens and you and I do have very, even now we have very different lives. Yeah. But when we sort of... We also have very different views on on different topics as well. Have you noticed yeah. this? Yeah, we do. But I... it makes for good conversation. Brilliant conversation. But I think we've always been that way, though. I don't think we've yeah. ever been like, oh, yeah, yeah, completely. I see it your way. We've always had very no. different views on things. Um, yeah. Right the way back to when we first met to right the way now. But that's what I mean. Mm-hmm. I think a long-term relation, uh, our friendship is all about respect. And in fact, if anything, yeah. I think any long-term relationship, whether it's friendship or romantically, whatever, in my opinion, if you haven't got respect, you haven't got anything. Yeah. So, But even, did you notice, like, even um, after, you know, we'd gone a long period of time without seeing each other yeah. or without talking to each other, even that, having that first conversation after that period of time apart... Yeah. It was like as if we'd never been apart. Oh, completely. We just re-clicked. We're like two elastic bands. We just sort of like snap back together. I think though as well, what is fundamental to a successful relationship, especially a long-term one, and the fact that if you take our, you know, our friendship, I should say, sorry, um, is if you take our uh, friendship, for example, is um, we did have that period where we weren't in each other's lives. So is, there is always that fear that we're going to be relegated to constantly talking about past things. Whereas mm. we actually don't do that. No, not very often. Not very often. And especially not in our no. everyday. Like we obviously bring it up on the show and things, but we are actually in each other's lives. Like I know what happens in your daily life. You know what happens in mine. <laughs> right now I phone you up when i do silly things silly things like spending ridiculous money on cake uh but you know what i mean but but that but that's it though isn't it like we are in each other's lives the the here and now lives not the very oh much. do you remember when this ha- we, we're not living off the past we're very much in the present and despite the fact that we have very different lives we yeah. still support each other and also i think yeah 
another thing that I think is really important in a friendship, especially a long-term one, is having a genuine interest in the other person and what they're doing. But I think that's really, really important, though, is to have all of them key features in a friendship. Yeah. Because if you haven't got that interest to begin with, Mm. I don't think a friendship is really going to last the distance. No, completely. I mean, I've known people as long as I've known you, perhaps even a little bit longer, that, you know, I wouldn't, my friendship is nothing like it is with you. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because they have a zero interest in knowing what's happening now or, and there's nothing bad, you know, you know, there's no sort of like anything bad, but sometimes that happens, isn't it, in life where things just sort of fizzle. Um, Yeah. But yeah. And it doesn't mean that there's anything wrong. No. Just that sometimes people are just moving on with their life. And I think sometimes you can outgrow each other as well. Whereas, you know, you and I, for example, it hasn't happened. And I sort of think 21 years on, it is very unlikely to happen because we are still taking a keen interest in each other's everyday lives. And Mm. we are still very respectful to one another, despite the fact that we don't always agree on everything. Exactly. Um, Even if we do make fun of each other. Oh, I was going to just say that because we still take the mickey out of each other. Yeah. But that's like one of my favorite bits about it as well. What are you talking about? That we... uh, that we can still take the mickey out of one another. Sometimes. All the blooming time. <laughs> now, just off the back of that, have you ever had to cut a friend off? Um, um, I don't think I have. Yeah. I don't think I've cut a friend off. I think maybe we've sort of, going back to our previous discussion, I think maybe hmm. we've outgrown each other and parted ways I don't think I've deliberately yeah I don't think I've deliberately had to cut somebody off Off, yeah yeah I mean have you yeah yeah quite a few times have you yeah I mean okay I think I've sort of alluded to it but you know I was a full-on party boy uh you know like 15 16 years ago um I I don't know anything (laughs) so uh, that kind of meant that I had a lot of characters in my life that were not good for me. And it was only recently when I was talking to somebody that I really kind of went, oh God, yeah, I don't have anybody in my life who's toxic. And I hadn't thought about that for a really long time. But there were there was a period of my life where, you know, it, it, there were pretty much almost every friend, friend, you know, sort of uh, speech uh, marks, speech marks there, um, (laughs) was toxic, was not good for me. And whether I did that silently, cutting them off, as you said, or just, you know, sort of, I I don't think that I ever sort of um, said to them, look, I'm cutting you off. I think I sort of just discontinued it and didn't let them know. Do you know what I mean? I was like, I think this isn't good. And so, yeah, I've definitely done that out of necessity more than anything, because just because you've known somebody for a long time or somebody has been in your life at a significant moment in your life, it doesn't mean to say that they um, have the luxury um, and warrant staying there forever. 
you know what I mean? If they're not good for you or they're not good for your health or your mental health, whatever it is, then they need to go. Yeah. That's what I think. Um, have you ever been cut off by somebody though? Probably not that. I mean, if I have been, they haven't made it completely obvious. That's what they've done. Um, so they've sort of discontinued you. Yeah, but not that I'm not that I'm aware of. Then shall we say? Well, that's also happened to me as well. It actually, oh. yeah, yeah, yeah. It happened when we were in college. So another guy that I told you about that sort of said to me, "Oh, you should go to college and do drama." Remember, way back in episode one, I think I mentioned that. Yeah. So it was him, yeah. and there was there was no reason for it. I have no idea why it happened. Um, it, he just stopped being my friend. Uh, couldn't oh. couldn't get to him. Couldn't sort of like. Um, you know, wasn't taking my calls, any of that stuff. And there was absolutely no reason. And I even had other friends, because this was pre sort of like, you know, social media and stuff. But I even had other friends of mine try and find out why. And there was no explanation given, just cut me off. I mean, years later, we sort of um, bumped into each other and everything was perfectly fine. But yeah, just no, no explanation. But it did happen to me. And you know, oh. that person, I'd gone to school with them and, you know, they had been like, you know, one of my really great friends and they just yeah. cut me off. You know, I think I've got kind of, I think I know why maybe it happened. Um, but I don't, no, 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 you're pulling, you're pulling a face of it. You think that I did something. I don't think I did anything, but I think at that particular time, I think perhaps there were aspects of my life that were flourishing. This is what I think. I don't know. But I think there were maybe aspects of my life that were flourishing that they were maybe, maybe slightly in the neighborhood of jealous about. Oh, okay. um, because like I said, it was at that time when we were at college and there was a lot of stuff that was going on. That's the yeah. only thing I could put it down to because it seemed really bizarre. Um, but yeah. Yeah. But I got to say, though, I don't tend to have loads and loads and loads of friends. I tend to stick to the same friends. Mm. So maybe that's why I haven't been in that situation as well. Yeah. Or perhaps you just it's just because you pick better choices of friends than me. Yeah, you. maybe. Obviously, Who knows? you're, you're... Although saying that I've got you as a friend. So... <gasps> I, <gasps> I was going to say you're a corker as well, but I just think you're being a cock this evening. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> 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 okay fact of the week yeah so did you know close friends shared or share rather not shared one <laughs> percent of dna i think we share more than one percent of dna quite frankly because sometimes i even think we look like brother and sister like we actually sometimes look like brother and sister sometimes i think we do other people have mentioned that though as well like who? I'm sure people in college used to talk about like that we looked like brother mm. and sister. Really? Yeah, I'm sure they did. Other like other people have seen pictures oh. of us. Yeah, I definitely think we do look like brother and sister. So we probably share like 1.5 percent or something. Oh, mm. Okay. Good fact though. 1.7. 1.7. <laughs> <laughs> now, um, do you have a bucket list? And if so, what may be on that bucket list? Bucket list. Oh, I have got a bucket list, but not an actual written bucket list. You know, in my oh, head, okay, I've got yeah. a bucket list of things that I'd like to do. Hmm. Um, so, 
I've always wanted to go to the Universal Studios. Oh, yeah, okay. I don't think that will happen anytime soon, but I'd love to go. Yeah, but there's no time limit on that, is there? Is there? I'm good. I sounded weird then. There's no time limit on that, is there? Um, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. Is do you, is there a time in your life when you get too old to go to theme parks? Oh no. Me and my sister talk about this all the time. Oh. We think that there's like this it's it's no when you're between like maybe 40 and maybe 65. Those are the weird years. Once you get to like 70, 75, oh, that's the good time again because oh. I think you can be eccentric and people just go, "Oh, it's fine." Do you know what I mean? Yeah, so we're looking forward oh. to being like 80 and, and going for boozy lunches and wearing the things like trilbies and canes. Well, I'll be wearing that. I'm not sure what she'll be wearing. But yeah, we're looking forward to that. Anyway, so no, I don't think there is. Okay. So another one I want to do is I'd love to go to Lapland to meet Santa. <gasps> yeah. And to see the Northern Lights. I, I thought you were going to say Northern Lights. Yeah. yeah, I'd love to see the Northern um, Lights. For me, I really I'm obsessed with Bali at the minute. I really want to go to Are Bali. You? Yeah, like desperately want to go to Bali. Um I just think it looks like such a beautiful place. Um although where <laughs> the resorts mm-hmm. that I've been looking at have been oof, they <laughs> let's just say they make your cake look cheap. Um <laughs> I can't believe but, you said that. Um, oh, I would also quite like to, uh, <laughs> um, I'm very tired today. I think that my, I see this quite a lot. My brain's not working have you, properly. Have you had some caffeine today? Yeah, yeah, no, I have. Um, um, but I'd quite like to do a bungee jump. No, not a bungee jump, a parachute jump. No, I out of a plane. Oh no, that wouldn't appeal oh, to me. I'd love the idea of that. No. Yeah. I'd really I'm not great that. with heights. Are you know? No. No, absolutely not. Oh. No. Yeah, I'd like to do that. No. Um, I, I, again, I don't really have one that I sort of, um, a, a sort of bucket list that I've, I've written out. But those are just two of the things. But I would actually be quite intrigued. Get in touch with us, everybody, and let us know what um, is on your bucket list. Maybe we could start a yes. trend. Yes, I want to know. Yeah. Very intriguing. We want to know. We want to know. My bad. Let us know. We... Yeah, you are bad. Yeah. <laughs> so tell me christopher what Mm. is it what is it that really frustrates you oh where do we start do you know what frustrates me is well tonight yeah no in the best possible way (laughs) um i have a zero intolerance for anybody that is intolerant to those that are um different from themselves so whether that has anything to do with racism other people's sexuality other people's pronouns um that really it, it frustrates me beyond belief because i just sort of think it is none of your business and who who made you more superior that re- even now i'm getting frustrated just thinking about any anything and you know what really frustrates me and this has happened to me before where i've been in the company of somebody who has been overtly racist and looked at me as if i'm going to back them up oh and that I, didn't go so well. No, that didn't go well. Because as well, I'm not that person no. just sort of let it slip. I'm going to no, tell you 
how wrong you are for what you've just said. So yeah, that really yeah. frustrates me. That that one really grips me. Yeah. Um, so any intolerance to others that are different from the person who's being a tool, quite frankly. Uh, what about you? Yeah. I mean, yeah, I'm probably up there with that one mm. as well. I don't really like, um, you know, when people go out of their way to be mean yeah. you know this i don't i don't really think there's any need for that um what really frustrates me on a lighter note though i have to say i've been doing voice notes on and this is a much lighter note this is way over here for fluffiness um i've been doing voice notes on in on in, uh, not instagram on um whatsapp and Sometimes when my hand slips after I'm sort of like, you know, a good two minutes in of, of gabbing away, the message just disappears and I have to start again. And sometimes I've got to do this three times because it just, I, cause I keep slipping and it goes away. That's kind of frustrating. Oh. Yeah. Isn't it? I tell you what really frustrates me is, do you know, if I'm driving the car, for example, round a roundabout and I make the smallest minor mistake. Yeah. And then have another motorist toot the horn, <sighs> just to point it out to everybody else. Like you didn't already know that. I know. Yeah. That is why frustrating. Do you, why do you need to do that? Why do people... But again, it goes back to, doesn't it, like, you know, people being, thinking they're superior over others. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm trying to think about... Um, well, queuing frustrates me. I just hate it. If I see a queue, I'm like, oh, no. Oh, we've had this conversation. We have had this conversation, we? yeah. Because I was saying about people um, blocking the aisles with trolleys. Oh, the Dolly Daydreamers. Yeah, we did talk about these. <laughs> right? so two steps. When they stop and have a chat. Yeah, and just they, they abruptly stop. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. So you're in a And you cannot get around. No, or you're, especially <laughs> if you, you're walking around with a basket or something, and then they stop and go in, inappropriately on their person because they they've jolted in into place yeah no that that's frustrating i agree with her <laughs> uh so just some of the things uh that frustrate us should we should we go to the next one yeah, yeah. <laughs> so your best friend committed a serious but non-violent crime and needs your help to cover it up if you refuse to help them they will go to jail for 25 years now do you a or would you rather a help them but have have to live with a guilty conscience for the rest of your days or b refuse to help them but lose your best friend oh my goodness that's a pretty hard tough choice isn't it is it um yeah i mean if they were your best friend they would respect mm. your wishes right yeah, I suppose. I mean, they're your they best would, friend. If they, because yeah, in my mind, I'm, you know, I'm thinking of like if it was you and I. I don't know if I could do a guilty conscience for the rest of my life, though. I would do that for you. It's non-violent, yeah. but I, I wouldn't ask you to do that. No, no, I don't think they are. Are they asking? Is that what the question was? Uh, yeah, I think they are. are so they? you're. Your best friend committed a serious but non-violent crime and needs your help to cover it up. If you refuse to help them, they'll go to jail for 25 years. To be honest, I live with a guilty conscience because I couldn't send you to jail, for example, for 25 years. Although after this evening, mm, 
I don't know. <laughs> but you do have to live with a guilty conscience for the rest of your life. Oh, yes. But I mean, I could get over it somehow. Okay. What are you? But I think you'd go for B, wouldn't you? That face is telling me that you would go for B. Well, now that you've explained that it's a non-violent crime, I mean, I guess maybe, maybe, maybe I could go with A because it's a non-violent crime. And is that true, though? How long? No, I'm probably not. <laughs> I'm not convinced <laughs> about that. I think. Honestly, I think a little, I don't want to sort of like, you know, guide you to the answer, but be honest, because I'm not feeling A is what you would go for. Mm, I just, oh, guilty conscience for the rest of my life kind of puts me off on this one. Uh, I... But in my way of thinking, right, mm. if you were a proper mate, yeah. you wouldn't expect me to live with a guilty conscience for the rest of my life. No, I suppose not. I, I see where you're coming from. But if you were a proper mate, you wouldn't send me to jail for 25 years either. <laughs> for a crime that you've committed. Come on. It's non-violent. It could have been anything. Like, you know, maybe a bit of fraud. <laughs> it's not a serious crime, is it? It's not a real crime. Um, I'm joking. Don't, like, lose your head about it. Um, I think so. you're not going to ask, though, are you? Right. No, I've done anything. Although I would say, when you said about the guilty conscious thing, I've, I'm constantly guilty about something. Like I feel guilty about something. Maybe that's something we can explore in a different show. But that's enough, though, isn't it? Well, that's enough. I, I guess. But I think we can safely say I am going for answer A, which is I would help my friend and just live with that guilty conscious conscience. Uh, <laughs> however, you are going for B, and it's basically a case of look, if you're my mate. You'd, you'd be fine with my decision of sending you down for 25 years. Christopher, the bottom line is you're going down for 25 years. Sorry, pal. <laughs> and uh, yeah, cheers, mate. <laughs> and that is this week's show done and dusted. Don't forget, we will be back next week for some more foolishly good fun. In the meantime, remember... All our previous episodes are available for you to listen to at your own convenience. And if you could be a pal, do tell everyone you know. I've been Anne-Marie, he's been Chris, and this has been Jibber Jabber. Jibber Jabber.